Welcome to season one, episode two. In today's episode, we're talking about our journey of reading the Bible. Old Testament, New Testament, reading plans and translations. We're here to talk about how we engage scripture and what has helped us in reading God's word. All right, here we are talking about the Bible. The Bible. What's your favorite translation? My favorite translation, I think I am nostalgic and I really love the NIV because that's what I grew up learning. Thank but you. NIV 84? Yeah, <laughs> NIV 84. They really switched it up on us one day. I know. All of a sudden, the verses that I knew, like like one word has changed yeah, out of them. Absolutely, because that's one that like, I grew up memorizing and, then all, and it was 84 and all of a sudden you start throwing a different you know year. I can't even remember the year it was. I don't even know. But like, what what's the deal? No one told me that that was coming what like they there's just like no difference right but, but there is but there is okay so you think niv 84 yes I, but i actually i love reading csb i don't like csb <laughs> i've never gotten into it is it csv c s b b b what's the b christian standard bible that's I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you said it because i was about to mock you <laughs> Okay, what's your favorite translation, Kyle? Uh, New King James Spirit-filled. Oh, wow. That's so, I like, love... spiritual. Well, I mean, as minister of the Foursquare Gospel, <laughs> like, you know, clearly it is the best Bible out there by far. Now, I preach out of the New Living Translation, the NLT. Why do you preach out of that? Well, I'm glad you... Well, thank you for asking. <laughs> because it's a sixth grade reading level. I think there's nothing worse than someone showing up to church or you already feel like a disadvantage or the person on the stage knows everything. And, yeah. and so like it's a sixth grade reading level. I want to make it as easy and approachable. Now, I don't live by that. Like I don't always do that. Sometimes I mix it up. But yeah, for the most part, it's NLT. But my personal life, I love... Um, New King James version, but then I got really into the ESV a few years ago, like full Calvinist. Like I loved it, not as like theological, but like I loved. Yeah, ESV is really close to CSB, though. Yes, if you actually look at the, I don't know why. Close. I think it's because some of the plans we've done, and we'll talk about it here in a little bit. Spoiler mm -hmm. alert: <laughs> is it was CSB, and I couldn't get into it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I've it's taken me a little bit of a, uh, some time to warm up to it. Well, okay. So your, you know, I I know your Bible reading journey, but tell <laughs> for, for the listeners, hey, remember to like, subscribe, like, sub, please subscribe. Like that is going to help us so much, and rate us wherever you're listening to this, so that this can get into other people's hands. Because we want to give practical tools to you that we've experienced. And so Kara, when did you really start reading your Bible? What's that story like for you? Well, I grew up in the church and I grew up in a Presbyterian um, kind of based church. It was non-denominational, but I grew up in, ch in children's church in reading the stories, going to VBS. Um, and so I was pretty familiar with a lot of the things in the Bible, but I really hadn't spent a lot of time reading it consistently. Yeah. I mean, I'd read in Sunday school and every once in a while, but um, it wasn't until um, high school when I got into Young Life, I started reading the Gospels a lot, got really into the book of James. Yeah. Um, James is like my favorite book of the Bible. Um, some Which is people so interesting <laughs> now studying it. Like so many people yeah. say that and I'm like, why? It's like, 
It's this half-brother of Jesus, and he's to the point, and he's kind of brutal to people as well. <laughs> well, uh, think about me. Yeah, that's also fair. Maybe that <laughs> maybe that makes a lot more sense. Never mind. I am brutal, and I am to old, the point. Old eight in your so, care over here. James speaks my language. So I really got into it, um, but again, hadn't spent much time throughout the entire Bible, and it wasn't until college that I felt really convicted. And it's the weirdest thing that convicted me. It's kind of embarrassing. What? I had realized. I don't, I don't think I know this. I, I, no, I think you have. I think you've heard this before. But I had um, this epiphany that the seventh Harry Potter book had come out, the last one, <laughs> and I read it in college. You know, it came. It started when I was in like fifth grade, and I read it in college. You know, to finish the series and and be done with it. And I looked at the amount of pages. I had read between Harry Potter 1 and Harry Potter 7, and I looked at my Bible, and I think one of the things that kept me from really engaging in the the Bible was the pure, like, mass of it. It's it's, um, it's long. It's It's a lot of books. It's daunting. It's daunting. The language can be extremely difficult, Mm -hmm. especially if you have started reading the Bible and someone handed you a like King James version Bible. Remember that couple that we ran into? They're sitting at our table. They just got saved like the sweetest conversation. They're like, we bought Bibles. And I was like, oh my gosh, what'd you get? And they're like, King James. And I was like, no. Yeah, no, no, no. no, no, no. Go return those. I know it feels weird to return a Bible. I don't even want to read that version. Yeah. No, I I think just all of it, it was overwhelming to engage in it, especially yeah. when you have no idea what's going on in the Old Testament, uh, except for the stories. You know, mm-hmm. I can read all these stories, but um, I felt convicted that I knew more about Harry Potter than I knew about my own Christian faith. That if I'm to say that I proclaim... There's listeners right now who are like, gosh dang it. <laughs> well... If I say that I believe this thing, I I'm need to know what's to in know it. it. You know, hey, that, I think that's a shocking statement to even make, like you know, kind of flippantly, but it's so true. Is many of us don't know the word, yeah, but claim to live by the word, yeah. Or you say you believe in God, you believe in Jesus because someone on a stage told, or my, or my parents, or something along the way, someone told me a lot about Him, but I haven't, yeah, experienced the word of God in my own life. Yeah. And so I decided my freshman year of college that I was going to read the Bible from front to back. Um, I did a Bible in one year plan and actually went through the New Testament twice. And you'll talk about this in a second, which plan this was. But um, I ended up doing it in a little over a year, a little over a year, year, but it wasn't, I was very impressed with myself actually. Um, I think it took about a year and three months to get through the whole Bible, but it really, um, it really helped me to put together the whole story of the Bible. I think think that's one people, one thing that you forget is that the whole book is about Jesus from start to finish. Yep. And God's redemption plan for humanity. And so to see that all the way enacted, like from the beginning to the end, it all like came together for me. And so from then, I've had ups and downs, having babies, all those things. I've gotten yeah. to different places, but um, I can talk a little bit more about we'll that later. Plans, yeah. But what about you? My journey, um, I witnessed the Bible being read a lot. Mm. I'll, I'll never forget like... I'd go to my parents' room before I was going to bed and they'd be in bed together 
and reading the Bible together mm-hmm. a- every single night. Every every single night, they do the one year reading plan together, and so that's what I thought. I thought it was normal. Yeah. And then I'd I'd wake up every morning, and my dad, whether he was still in his chair or was in his chair, he was reading his Bible still to this still, day. Still to this day. I mean, yeah. they are they are creatures of habit. So I thought that that was like the standard, the normal. I thought that's what everyone's home was like. And mm-hmm. so I became really familiar with the Bible, but then it became really a big deal to me when my brother had come back from college. Um, and just before he came back from college, his freshman year, he wrote me a letter called the word, not the worm. I won't give you the details of what that means, but <laughs> the word, not the worm. And it's about a two page letter. I still have it. And it was just, you know, detailing out how much, how important the word of God is. And then when he came home for Christmas break, he taught me how to uh, soap through the Life Journal for the very first time. And um, this is the first time I ever went to Starbucks. My brother brought me. I was about 15 years old. 14. So you were, you were, what's the age difference between you guys? Five years. So and you're 14. Probably. I'm 14. Yeah, I'm 14 he's years old. 18 or, he's 19. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it was Christmas break, his freshman year. Yeah. And he brought me a Life Journal, taught me how to read it. And we sat there in a Starbucks. First time I'd ever been to Starbucks. I got a white chocolate mocha based off his recommendation. <laughs> what a great drink. And uh, and it's kind of been nonstop ever since then. Like that really lit a flame in me. And then uh, other times, you know, Chad is such an influence in my life in reading the Bible. My parents were, but he brought me under his wing and teaching me how to. It's not my youth pastor and other people. I was I was a part of that. But there was something so inspiring about that moment. And uh, um, and then we started reading Proverbs together every day. Yeah. Like I Proverbs. I think that's something that we shouldn't pass by here. That yeah. one of the most um, influential things you can ever do is uh, sit down and read the Bible with somebody. Absolutely. Because it is so intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you, when you meet with guys in our church mm-hmm. for the first time. Hey, I remember when we started senior pastoring, I was 29. All of a sudden I'm pastoring all these guys who are in their 50s. And I didn't know what to do. And there's nothing worse than being like feeling like a child and showing up to a meeting and looking like a child. <laughs> and 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 so what am I going to do that can influence their lives? And so uh, there wasn't a meeting I took for the first year or two in the life of the church when we started senior pastoring that I didn't do devotions with the person. Only to find out that these people who I thought were spiritual leaders and mm-hmm. they're great men, yeah. but never read their Bible because yeah. no one ever sat down with them and taught them how mm. to read their Bible. Yeah, I think that's such a that's such a moment here for parents. Parents, sit down, read your Bible with your kids. Yeah. If you don't know what's going on, that's okay. They don't know any different. You guys can learn it together. We just we just bought our kids new Bibles. We did. I, um, I know one one of my friends um was a, a newer Christian when her kid was in children's church and yep. the way that she actually learned a lot of the bible was serving in kids ministry uh-huh. and teaching the lessons to the kids at the she's same like teaching time lessons and she's like oh my gosh that's the story this is a really good story this yeah. is good great entry point kids ministry kids but everyone's yeah. signing up for kids ministry <laughs> and Do so it. uh that that's my journey that that's ours it it I think it becomes such a daunting thing when we think of Bible reading. You know, the pastor or the individual says, read your Bible. And you're like, where do I start? What do mm-hmm. I do? My advice, my favorite book is Mark, mm. probably based off my personality as well. Mark <laughs> cuts to the point. He doesn't like, he, he. it's one of the gospels and he doesn't get into the genealogy. He doesn't get into the details. He's like, let's get crap done. Yeah. This is Jesus. And like very first sentence is like miracle. Mm-hmm. And so... 
Start with the book of Mark. Start with one of the gospels. Uh, Start with John. It's yes. all about love. It's all about love. Yeah. And like just you know Jesus stories. I don't know. That would be our biggest advice. And 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 find a translation that is approachable and and makes sense to you. And you know, some people would be really anal, like, "Oh my gosh, you got to get the 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 greatest translation to the original language." Mm, it's yeah. cool, like if you're into that, but also Bible like, nerds, yeah, exactly. Like, just read the Bible. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, calm down. Like, uh, but that that turns people off. It totally does. And um, like how you read the Bible is like a whole nother conversation here. Not just yes. like when and how often it's what kind of devotional plan are you using? Uh-huh. Um, and I we have a couple that we actually really love yes. and we love to share things about the things that we love. Um, and so I'd love for us to maybe share a little bit about the plans that we've used that we've liked a lot. Um, I know for me, one of the best reading plans I've ever done, and um, I'm actually going to start with my probably my second favorite, but this one has been one of the most influential is... Um, Nikki and Pippa Gumbles. Oh, gosh. Uh, this is what I'm doing right now. Yeah, Bible in One Year plan. You can find the Bible in One Year app. Um, that that uh, They're the creators of Alpha. They've put out, but you also can do the same plan within the Bible app. Mm-hmm. And it goes through the entire Bible in a year, but it not only gives you the reading passages, it gives you like... A devotional with each, but it's very academic devotional. It's like a little mini ser- uh, sermon un- series. It's unbelievable. In one. And so you're you're learning at the same time as you're reading, and he explains it really well. Do you know how much content I've stolen from him oh for my sermons? Gosh, yeah. I'll be listening to it because I, I don't read that part. I listen to it, and yeah. then I'll read the Bible part. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just taking notes the whole time. Like, well, this is gonna fit perfectly in my. <laughs> Thanks for doing my study, you know, Nikki and Pippa. Yeah. Pippa well, this adds. one saved me when I started working full-time and had kids and I knew that I needed to read the Bible but I could hardly find time to you know fit it in um <laughs> which is so such, such a, a terrible thing such to a say. terrible thing to say but you know it, it is hard you want to be intentional and so what I would do is I would actually play it because you can do it on audio while I was doing I remember, my makeup I could hear it I could hear I could hear you <laughs> in the bathroom getting ready and I can hear Nikki Gumble in the morning <laughs> yeah and, and so I just did that in the bathroom well, that's actually my ready. plan right now yeah I think my favorite of all time is the Life Journal. Yeah. It's, it's, it's but it's nostalgic, like you're talking about nostalgia, like trans, yeah. you know. I I uh, that's how I learned how to read the Bible. This yeah. Life Journal. Life Journal was created by Wayne Cordero, pastor in Hawaii, mm-hmm. um, great Foursquare Church out there, and uh, and so you go through the New Testament twice, the Old Testament once in a year. Yep. Um, there's now different options, but used to just be like the standard plan. Yeah. And you check a box every single day, and I loved that because yeah. I I understood the grand narrative. I think oftentimes we grab verses, which is totally fine. Like let's not. Any Bible is better than no Bible. Yes, yeah. A verse. Read a word. Mm -hmm. You know, anything is better than no. But when you begin to read something like that, you begin to understand the grand narrative. Like this is all connected together. Yeah. And stories are intertwined and it's all about Jesus. Yeah. And with the life reading plan, you you mentioned soap earlier. Um, I think one thing to mention too is there's ways to read the Bible, but there's also ways to engage with your reading. And soap is a way to engage with your reading and journaling. Soap is a journal where it's scripture. It's an acronym, scripture, observation, application, and prayer mm-hmm. man i've been with people i've been teaching people how to do this for you know a decade decades but 
Uh, that made me sound old. That was terrible. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, but I've really been walking a lot of people through that. But and everyone's soap looks a little bit different. Some mm-hmm. people write a sentence. Some people write paragraphs. Yeah. I've never been a paragraph person. Mm-hmm. I'm like a sentence, yeah. two sentences. Bullet points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you watch other people and they're like front and back, two pages. Yeah. And I'm like, so I don't the, even have that many thoughts. So the S part is where you pick one verse. Just like one. One verse. What, what's something that stood out to you? Not out of ten. Your whole reading. What's one? And then your observation. So what you observe from that. So that's your, more objective, just right? Just objective. Mm-hmm. And then your application. How can I apply that to my life? right now mm-hmm. or want to mm-hmm. and then p it's your prayer dear jesus this dear god this is what i pray yeah um for out it can of be this. a prayer list it yep. can be specific to that passage yep. it's whatever your prayer is in that moment yep. you can also find that on the Version bible app as well for for a long time it was only physical but now it's on there yeah um another way that i have learned to engage with scripture is through my favorite bible reading plan um it's called she reads truth i talk about it all the time yeah, to my you, friends yeah, you do i know if you anyone's start listening start, i know i i, I want sponsored. to work can you hey, get sponsored she reads truth if you'd like to hire me i'm available i, I do, do you have know a- how many times you've <laughs> told me this like i just want to work for she reads truth oh they're amazing I, uh they are these um, three to five week physical plans, but there's also a way to read these plans on their app. They're beautiful booklets that have graphs and charts and daily reading, and there's questions involved. I love to learn. And so I think these, um, these booklets, these, these, I don't know, what do you say? Yeah, they're books. Uh, yeah, they're little they're beautiful whatever whatever look it up you'll see how beautiful these things are they're very um trendy aesthetically Aesthetically pleasing pleasing. you know and i hardly ever want to write in them because they're so beautiful but they give you some academic stuff they have charts and maps and everything to help you understanding the learning side and then there's also questions to engage with like your application, your observation, kind of a lot of the same things yeah. that soap is, just in a different way. And, and it's ha- called She have, Reads Truth. And they but have a He Reads Truth. They have a He Reads Truth. We've done it together. Yeah. And then they also have the, is it called Kids Reads Truth? I, I don't think even so. Know. Yeah. Yeah. They've branched out and they've done, so some of the plans, they'll have all three. Uh-huh. Some of them, you know, not. So you I, can do it as a family. We tried, we failed at it so bad. Yeah. I think that's one thing to kind of point out with us too is we weirdly don't read our Bible together. No, 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 no. It, it, it's not a matter of not wanting to. We've I think tried it. We've tried it. I am a silence person. If I'm reading something, I have to have a completely silent room to be able to focus. And Kyle, so unfortunately, I breathe. You're just not that. So, and I and I want loud music. I want my AirPods going. Yeah. I want worship. Give me mm-hmm. Bethel. Give me something in the background. I want all of the vibes and feels and everything yeah and a cup of coffee and i'm gonna get up and walk around and do stuff and you are like could you stop existing while i read my bible please (laughs) yeah so unfortunately that hasn't worked for us very well to be able to to do the actual reading part together but something that we've kind of learned in our marriage to do in order for us to be participating in each other's spiritual life is to just ask questions afterwards or throughout the week um what's god been teaching you 
Um, what are you reading right now? Mm-hmm. Um, what is what is something new you're learning? And when we ask each other those questions, we're able to engage in what God's speaking to one another. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the most important things we ever can do. It's not, I think sometimes you think Bible reading and marriage specifically and think like, we got to do this together. No, it's not necessary that you read together, but it is necessary that you converse about what God's teaching you together. Yeah. That is what's important. Um. So what... Uh, one of the things that I want to end on here is really like, I think one of my favorite passages in scripture, and it's kind of an odd passage Mm -hmm. to be a favorite passage, but, um, Deuteronomy is a book that I don't typically go to, um, because it's just a bunch of sermons preached by Moses to all of Israel, like right before he's about to die, right, right before they're about to go into the promised land. So they've been, in the desert for 40 years, they've received the Ten Commandments. They've received God's word, his law, which is the word of God at that time. And Moses is trying to teach these people how to live out that law as they go into this new place. And um, in Deuteronomy eleven eighteen through 20, he's preaching. He's saying, fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Well, I've always thought that's a little weird to like bind something on your forehead. Like what, like, are we supposed to like tattoo like things on your forehead? No, I mean, it's a little weird, but, but what he's talking about, he's talking about the law. He's talking about God's word. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and your minds, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. I love this scripture because I love that it is all about being immersed in scripture and God's word at all times. It's about being um, so familiar with what God is teaching us because of our exposure to our reading plans, because of our listening to worship music, because of attending church on Sundays and being in view groups or being in groups. Um, that Psalm 119.11 says, I have stored up your word in my heart. So it's actually an overflow yep. of our heart to be able to pour out the scriptures that we intake. You just learn so much. And so I, we just encourage you, um, wherever you are, um, you know, whatever stage of life you're in mm-hmm. right now, is to engage with the Bible yeah. because it is living and active yeah. and it'll speak to you in and out of any season. And you might want to know more about it. You might want to go in depth or you might want to read a a verse. Mm -hmm. Um, Start with a proverb a day. Read the Gospels. Listen to podcasts. Some of our favorite podcasts, The Bible Project. Mm, Find the YouTube videos. It'll bring a book of the Bible to to life. My favorite academic one uh, is the Bema podcast, B-E-M-A. And uh, it's just there's so many resources out there. And you might be intimidated by it, but you will no longer be intimidated by it when you begin to engage it. So um, there we go. I mean, hey, that, that's how we read the Bible. That, and that's kind of our journey. Yep. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of The Beach Life. Make sure you follow us on Instagram to see how we live our best life on purpose. Hey, remember, DM us to let us know how to help you live yours. 
Finally, make sure to share this episode with your community, however you connect with others. Whether it's through posting on social media or sending a text, don't keep this conversation to yourself. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe so you can join us next time on The Beach Life.